This week's show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. Just go to adamandeve.com and enter the code word glory at checkout. That's G-L-O-R-Y. And you'll get 50% off almost any item. And for the next few weeks leading up to Valentine's Day, you'll get a 10-pack of items that include adult movies and items for him and her and free shipping. Hi, Tom and Cecil. I am an enlisted personnel in the Coast Guard, and I love not getting paid. The best part is the furloughed civilians, they get to go find another job after three months where the enlisted personnel has to stay working for the entire duration of their contract, which is wonderful. So I got another three years of not getting paid. That'll be fun. The worst part is I'm stuck in Louisiana, and I can't leave, and I still have to work without getting paid. Wonderful. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Hey, guys. You're talking about um, Kristen Cinema swearing in on a law book instead of um, instead of a Bible and talking about how that might be the dam opening. Well, unfortunately, i got to piss on your parade of rationality a bit because there's also kind of a trend in the opposite direction at the other end because uh, Ohio's new governor, Mike DeWine, had his wife hold a stack of seven Bibles on which he swore himself in because I guess... It was just a bit too much effort to etch the words virtue, virtue signaling into his fucking glasses. So on that depressing note, I'll let you stick that in your glory hole. Cecil, Tom, mostly Tom. Just want to let you know, it's pronounced uh, mores when we're talking about, you know, unwritten societal rules that one might break. Um... You keep saying mores. You probably are doing it on purpose. But uh, just, uh, you know, Mark from St. Louis uh, has his eye twitches a little bit. Every time you say mores, sexual mores, I just can't help but think of Samuel Jackson in Othello. Anyhow, maybe not. Maybe it was somebody else. All right. Well, anyhow. There you go. Mores, like Rebecca Daymore Day or whatever her name is. All right. Uh, glory to all motherfuckers. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hill Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Distance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. Uh, specifically, there is no welcome mat. You can't buy a welcome mat, but we're it. working on it, guys. It. We just had a, a, an exciting call about merch. Merch is coming uh, to you soon quality stuff we're looking to get. So hopefully there'll be merch and we'll tell you about it very soon. We're looking to make some changes to our merch. If you want to get in on the old merch, buy the old merch now. The new merch is coming. 
You'll like the new merch. The new merch is going to be badass, actually. The new merch is actually a, a comfortable shirt <laughs> <laughs> instead of the box shirt. <laughs> but if you want one of the box shirts I, before they're retired. Why do people do that? Like, make the shitty box shirt that, like, doesn't even fit a mannequin well. That way, everybody... So, no, the, the box shirt is the shirt that you buy when you're ashamed of everything that you have inside your body. So America. So if maybe you're American, guys, if you're American, you should go to our website and buy the box shirt. Now I'm just saying I've seen the audience. I met a lot of you guys. You see like the one guy box who's got shirts. this, he's got the triple X and it's literally a sale for a pirate ship. Like, <laughs> come on. The thing's so huge. The, what, the, the biggest shirt before I lost weight, I was, I was rocking a regular double X. All the time. I was, a, sure. I was a double X. Yeah. I'm a double X myself. All the time. Yeah, I'm a double X myself. And like, I no, would not take... A, oh, no, I'm not a... I'm a single X. Yeah. I'm a single I, X. Yeah. I would take my my double X and I put my arms in it and kind of go... Patoo, 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 and kind of give it a little stretch, you know? A little stretchy stretch. Because I was ashamed to buy a triple X. But maybe the double X could give needed, a little, you, you know? needed a triple... I like a, I like a loose shirt. You like when, a loose. The, you know, well, when yeah, moves, when you... The thing is, is the moves should carry I was carry lactating it. at the time. They should carry you know? it over the rest of it. <laughs> and it should flow... <laughs> Should flow from the moves. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I rock a single X and it's because of my height. Yeah, you're a million feet tall. Like I can't do it because of like like what I love is uh one of those when they when they actually have tall shirts. I love tall shirts when they sell like that's so funny because I, I buy <laughs> like when I buy like a suit jacket or whatever. It's like a 44 or 45 S, like short, yes. like the stumpy T-Rex stumpy. arms. For, I'll take a 44 stumpy. What do you have? <laughs> otherwise, it's like I put it on. It's like you're putting on your dad's clothes. Like the sleeves like come out to like your fucking thumb. I'll take a... Can you tailor in seven inches? Can I have a 40, 42 amputee? <laughs> One of those. I got I to gotta tailor it like one black dick. Like yeah. I just fold in like... <laughs> Can you just like take a vest and put two Magnum condoms as the arm? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the only time a Magnum condom would be appropriate. I can't even. Uh, my fist is swimming in there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Magnum condom. What is a sleeping bag for? <laughs> it's like one of those wind socks on a on a fucking on one of those. Jesus Christ! It's like a weather vane with a wind sock on. It's just spinning around. You would, you would uh, roll that thing. You got to invite a friend. What do you need that for? Jesus. It's like one of those, you know, like when they make those giant bubbles. It's like a big giant bubble. Just, you're like, what is that? I got nobody. I, I mean, like, this isn't a three legged race. Like, what are we doing? Okay. I it's got like you. the sack race. You're like jumping over. <laughs> Honey, I'm coming to get you. Both your legs are in the Magnum condom. Like, these uh, socks are uh, squishy. <laughs> <laughs> My feet are so cold in these. These aren't even good. These are cold weather socks. These are not no-show rubbers. And weirdly, my feet have shrunk a little. <laughs> I don't know why. They've actually gone, they've gone into my into my torso. <laughs> You walk in, a, you're like that dwarf guy from a long time ago that used to be on his knees. Do you remember Tim Conway used to do this bit called Dwarf, where he would he would sit on his knees and he had pants that looked like oh yeah, a, and he leaned back. You walk into the kitchen, you look like Dwarf. You're like, honey, these new socks aren't working. <laughs> these galoshes uh, are. <laughs> I found them on the bed. I didn't know, I thought you bought them for me. I didn't know. You know? 
All right, see, so we would be remiss uh, if we didn't. You know, I've been hesitant to talk a whole lot about the shutdown uh, because it could be ending at any moment. Any moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is not. You know what? Tick, Fuck tick, it. Tick, this show's recording 30, on Thursday. Three days in. Here we are. The show's recording on Thursday, and I have a high degree of confidence that when the show releases oh, on Monday. Oh, yeah. They all went home for the weekend. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> yeah, those guys all got into their really expensive helicopters and flew <laughs> home. Like, Fuck you. So one thing that I love that's happening right now. So, like, Trump is in a showdown with Nancy Pelosi. And, like... George W. Bush gave this a whirl in his second term. Remember sure. when he was going to privatize Social Security? The and world Pelosi doesn't, was like, the world doesn't remember. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, bye bye, baby, cowboy. And she's like, no. <laughs> and you know what we don't have? Yeah. Private. The back end of this presidency, Trump facing off in a uh. fucking. Dick match with Nancy Pelosi. Oh my gosh. She is going to slap him black and blue with her dick yeah. all day long. <laughs> he is going to be holding his knees and rocking back and forth in the shower. He's going to need one over. of those silkwood baths where they just <laughs> rub him with a fucking a brush. He's going to be like, Nancy Pelosi is going to like constantly just be oh repeating her name over and over. I saw uh, Schumer today um, on the floor. He was arguing with this guy. A uh, Republican from Wisconsin. I don't know who it was, but a senator from Wisconsin. Yeah, a cheese. They're arguing with him. He's got a cheese hat on, <laughs> Farm Jersey. But he's arguing and he's like, he said, I put forth this bill to pay our Coast Guard. Let's pay our Coast Guard. Let's just get our Coast Guard paid. Do you, and is there any objections? And immediately Schumer's like, I object. And then they ask, well, why do you object this thing? And he's he said, if we're just going to start picking and choosing pet programs that we want to pay, he's like, everybody needs money. Yeah. Everybody right. needs to get paid. Everybody's out of work. There's 740,000 people that aren't Coast Guard that aren't going to get a paycheck. Right. So you should probably, we should probably come to an agreement on this. And the guy goes, they go back to the guy and the guy says, oh, well, yeah, the president won't sign anything. So I guess we're not doing anything. And you're just like, well, the Fucking maybe get shit fucking and ready in your house. You know, figure it out. Amazing is to pass a series of bills that in aggregate cover all of these people. <laughs> you just keep passing <laughs> right. over and over. Okay, who votes Coast Guard? Yeah. Everybody. Okay, now TSA, like seven hours later, it's like, all right, how many people are yeah. still left uncovered? Just, all right, we're going to bill it. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's vote for Bill. Anybody? <laughs> all opposed to Bill? And the then Bill. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like you turn around yeah. to Bill's wife. Like, yeah. fuck, what the fuck? I just. <laughs> You know, I never liked that guy. Fuck him. It happens to me all the time. Bill's <laughs> wife hates me. But yeah, just like, you know, like, like I understand that we want to pay people that are, you know, the Coast Guard's an important thing to yeah, somebody. Right. I don't know who, but they, they do stuff, I guess. I don't know what they do, but they do stuff. You, like you know, a, a lifeguard. Yeah, if you need a, a buoy or something. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, they, clearly they, and they also, I know for sure that the Coast Guard is one of the people who helps prevent you know, drugs from forest getting in the fires? country. No, 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 they don't prevent forest fires. Do they don't, they don't we do fired the all those people. <laughs> I know. I think we actually lit them on fire. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we don't prevent the yeah. forest fires. So so that's self We just let them out true. there and yeah, say, right. hey, why don't you just stay out in the forest? Yeah, but, but, you <laughs> Isn't know. Isn't it Mexicans that do that? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, like, we need to, there needs to be some sort of plan. And there's been nothing. And so what happened is, is Trump, had a little pissing match, like you said, with Nancy Pelosi about where he's going to hold his 
his state of the union. And they think like, he thinks that he can just sort of pressure her into it. He doesn't, he has the right to come into the chamber, Mm -hmm. but he has no right to address anyone unless he's invited to address them. They can remove him. If he goes up there, the Sergeant of arms, can come over and remove him. Well, take does, him out. Doesn't he have to get Bub Rub to announce him with the big black country. staff or something? <laughs> like big black cock as they rap on the door. No, there's no Bub Rub. Here he, here he. But I'll tell you what, there is a couple of people that would, you know, they would basically, the Secret Service would have to surround him and they would have to walk him out the door because they would, there would be people there physically trying to stop him from doing sure, it. Sure, yeah. So the Secret Service would have to, there would be a weird, like, power struggle in the, in in the who, house. Yeah, you're not allowed in my tree house. Right. No Trump yeah. with a Z allowed, like no yeah. Trumps no allowed. Trumps. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, like we're looking at a, at a situation where he had to back down from Nancy to say, okay, well, I'm just going to postpone this. Shit. Well, did you see the shitty letter? He was oh, like, yeah. Well, yeah. you can't go to Afghanistan. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, like that's not a fucking pleasure cruise. Nobody's like oh, vacationing. My vacation in Afghanistan got canceled. <laughs> Said nobody sad about that right. ever. Right. And, and like, then the other thing I want to point out with that yeah. Afghanistan mm-hmm. thing is that fucking uh, they would have put her on a plane, like a military plane and flown her over. And they're like, and there he's like, and he's like, since there's a budget crisis or whatever, and since yeah. all that, we're not going to do it. But Melania that weekend that he wrote that letter yeah. flew the same, flew down to Mar-a-Lago in the same kind of plane. Yeah, right. So shut the fuck Alone. up. Yeah, Alone. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just, just her. And yeah, it's, it's all, what it's do all you do on, like a C-130 by yourself. Handstands. I would have him fill it with water and I'd swim the whole way. <laughs> I, <laughs> like this is the biggest swimming, flying swimming pool you in know the what? world. Let's ask the audience. If you had a C-130 all to yourself, right. what would you fill it what with? What would you fill it with? And the answer is you'd fill it with lube from adamandeve.com. <laughs> Go to adamandeve.com right now. You get a bunch of stuff because of Valentine's Day. You do. So you're going to get, uh, fit, still get 50% off almost any item. And then you're going to get 10 free items, six free movies, free mystery pack that includes an item for him, a special toy for her, and something they know you'll both enjoy. Which, How do they know? Well, because it's butt stuff, Tom. They're okay. going to put butt uh, stuff in a package and send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tr- okay. Uh, yeah. It's going to come in one Magnum questions. condom. There's more questions than answers right <laughs> They're now. They're actually going to ship it in one Magnum condom. They're just going to tie one end. Tie it at the top. And they tie it at the end, and then you just spin it over their head and throw Shoot it at it you like a T-shirt sling. cannons. <laughs> but you still get free shipping. So go to adamandeve.com, enter Gloria to check out. You get a whole bunch of Valentine's Day stuff. But and, and they still tell us what you want to fill a C-130 with. Yes. What do you want to fill a C-130 with? You know, I'm, I, I'm very curious. Like those Orbeez? Have you seen those Orbeez? Is that a kind of meat? <laughs> <laughs> and can you put it in a Magnum cut? <laughs> no, Orbeez are like these, like, I, there, there's some like weird little ball thing and you get by and then they inflate with water. They like suck up like I a no crazy amount of I water. No. You know what I'd fill it with? Mm-hmm. Dipping dots. That's what I'd fill <laughs> it <laughs> And then I would just sit back and it'd be like, It'd be like when, you know, like when those, those gravel trucks, they lift their back end and then they pull forward and all the drive. I would just sit underneath the dip and dots and be like, go, go, go. Ah. And then the dip and dots would just fall in. I'm thinking those balls from like the ball pit. Oh, Oh, fucking money with that. That would be sweet. Go-kart track. Oh, (laughs) 
Oh, C-130 go-kart track. And then what you do is you have them do the vomit comment. Like, you know, when they go out yes. of their way to like make it so that you can get weightless in the air when they go up and right. down. Yeah. Have the C-130 driver start doing that. So you're driving and then you just go weightless for a little while. <laughs> and then you come back down and then you're weightless again. Can you throw like turtle shells at your oh. friends to go like have like C-130 Mario Kart? It's that guy with a clarinet in the corner. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I love to get back to the story. I love that Trump cannot give the State of the Union address on time. He will be the first president, and I don't even know how fucking long, who's like, I would like to tell you about State of the Union. Like, we don't want to hear that shit, yeah. man. Like, well, we don't, it's like, closed. No. Yeah. It's closed. No. Yeah. How ineffective does he look right now? Like how, like what kind of leader is like, uh, I can't even give the big speech of the year. Like I can't even give my big speech because the fucking speaker of the house won't let me do it because I fucking am having a temper tantrum over a wall. Well, what's he going to say? You know, like that's the thing is, you know, I know that they're trying to spin it that the, the Democrats are soft on border security. They're not. They've been trying to fund this bill for a long time. And this bill is, this bill is, you know, they've been trying to fund border security for a long time. They're just, it's just not the wall. Yeah. It's just, it's just that language. And the, I think this is one of those moments where Trump kind of shot himself in the foot because he used, he's a simpleton and he uses really simple language sort of as an, mnemonic device to remember what he has to do, right? It's like, it's like fucking when uh dipshit wrote three things yeah, on Sarah our hand. Sarah Palin wrote three things on our taxes, hand. Taxes. Taxes, taxes, and taxes, and, and eagles, and yeah. bald eagles, and I'm a woman. And, you know, she wrote that <laughs> on there. You know, the thing is, is I think this is a problem for him is that, you know, they even, some people even said, and yeah. some people in his old, in that have been fired long since fired, they've rolled over that staff a long time That's ago. That's most of America yeah. at this point yeah, is know. there, right? Yeah. He had said, they had said, look, you know, that we, he just used the wall because he couldn't remember any other specifics. Oh, I remember reading right. that. Like, yeah, we got to talk about immigration. We're going to simplify this to yeah. a wall because it's Cause he, got one syllable and he'll remember. And he'll it. remember it. And he will. And also because he doesn't understand com complex issues, right? right? Like this is a complex issue. You know, we talked about immigration, you know, regular migrants that come in, do the work and leave, right? We talk about that. Right. They're illegal, but they leave afterwards. You know, they're, they're migratory workers. We also talked about, you know, like, like asylum and all this other stuff is complicated issue. It's not a simple issue. And so for him, the simple issue is, well, fuck it. I don't want to look at my neighbor. Can I just build a wall? Cause that's what he's been doing his whole life. What? It's just yeah. simple solutions. That's his, that's his fucking, that's what he does. And his base they're going to eat this shit up because they have a lot of simple solutions too. Right. Well, and, 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 and I know that like when I've talked to people about the wall issue, people are like, look, you know, he's never going to build a 2000 mile wall. You know, he's never, he's never going to build a $23 billion wall. That's just what he said. And it's like, you know, at some point we all need to decide which of his untruths, like, like I'm getting sick of that. I'm yeah. getting sick of this idea that, that like, we're supposed to say, well, we know he's lying, but we've all agreed over here on how much and which parts. And so what we believe is the convenient portions of the truth that we yeah. infer from the bullshit. Yeah. It's nonsense. The man has said, and it is, you know, let's, let's also be honest. Like this is a symbol. Walls are symbolic. This wall yeah. is mostly a symbolic gesture. And the defiance of the wall is symbolic too. This is a fuck you. No. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because I, I was, I was having a conversation like, why don't you just give him his wall? It's, it's a, it's an, it's an accounting error. It's such a small amount of money against the total portion of the budget, like because it's not about the money. Yeah. Because his symbol is the wall, and the symbol in response is no. Yeah. 
Absolutely not. Yeah. I will dig in my heels against this fucking symbolic gesture. This is not about security. It's not going to make anybody more secure. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But the, the other thing that, that people don't understand is that there's been plenty of measures that have come forth that have, you know, high tech surveillance. Let's stop the, you know, at ports of entry, let's have more high tech surveillance. Let's have drones. Let's let's put up, you know, there was a Republican who actually has a district down on the on the on the border. And he was a great he was on the Daily Podcast. I love the stuff he had to say. I thought he was a great uh, speaker, and he was really like he had really good solutions for when it came to the wall. He said, "Though you know the wall is not what we want. What what we want is he's like let's put fiber optic cable in the oceans so we can tell when people are you know traveling, and we can have you know we know when that's happening, so we can right. then stop them when they come ashore. St- it slows down drugs. It slows down. Yeah, but know, none of this is about drugs. None no. of this is about real issues. No, this is this is about saying no and yeah. putting a period at the end of that sentence and being emphatic and." showing your power and saying like, we have, we have, we have, we have, we are playing a zero sum game with immigration. Sure. And the answer is no. Yeah. And anything less than that <clears throat> doesn't fit into that narrative. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. So a wall is an emphatic. No, it's a big line, but like the, like you said, like the people on the border, they don't want it. Cause they're getting their land taken by eminent domain. Yeah, they don't want they that. Get a big, ugly fucking wall. They're going to have no, they're going to have to have people like, in their land, on their land, patrolling back and forth, yeah. or the wall means nothing. If you don't patrol it, it's, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, and it's not that. It's not that I don't think like you know there should be some security. I don't think I don't think anybody thinks that there shouldn't be security. That's the oh. thing is you know, and there's no. no I don't know anybody that. that that is like yeah no what we should do is just have a big revolving door like I don't send know them anybody. all home send all send all the immigration guys home. I know people who are really passionate about immigration that don't think that at all, yeah. and that you know him him making sure the government doesn't start back up again. He reminds me of Chevy Chase from National Lampoon's Vacation, where he basically takes a guy hostage because he made a promise to his family yeah. <laughs> and he makes him fucking ride on a yeah, Christmas you know what I mean? vacation. Like, no, it's the, it's the Lampoon's Vacation when he takes the guy hostage. That, that, he, there's another hostage in that. But yeah. in the first movie, when they travel across the country, uh-huh. they go to Willy Wonka World or whatever, <laughs> Willy World or whatever, Wally, Wally World. World. And, he, and he takes John Candy hostage with a pellet gun that he doesn't know is a pellet gun and then he makes him ride on all the rides with him because he <laughs> promised his kids that he was going to and this is the same thing we promised the wall so he takes the government hostage right. it's the same fucking thing yeah. you know it's like, it's like you should you should manage your expectations better that's what you should do Let's talk about a good story for once, Tom. A good story? I thought this was the Cognitive Dissonance podcast. You know, it is. But once in a while, there's a good story. Oh, I do love this. This is from News Hub. Or maybe, I don't know, it could be New Shub. I don't know. I don't want to... It could be new shop. I don't want to assume new this shub. pronouncement. Co-nizzi. <laughs> Saudi teen granted asylum in Canada, drinks wine, eats bacon, and Snapchat images. So the woman who uh, was fortunate enough by the yeah. fucking skin of her teeth to uh, leave Saudi Arabia and was taken in by Canada, she's posting pictures on Snapchat. Um, she's basically doing all the things that regular 18-year-old people are allowed to do. Yeah. Um, when they don't live in Saudi Arabia, it, it is really telling that like when you leave a country and the big thumb in the eye is like, I had some bacon and a glass of wine. 
Yeah. <laughs> like if I, I have wore, bacon in a glass of yeah. wine, it's Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. I wore shorts. Yeah. She wore shorts. And it's yeah. like a scandal um, that she's not, you know, she's not in these. And, and, you know, like she's, this is a very clear way to send a message back to all those people that she left to say, look, I have freedom now. Yeah. I'm a person now. Where I was, I wasn't a person. And the people that are upset by this, good. Yeah. Good. You know what? Because none of this is controversial. None of this is a problem in the rest of the world. Get with yeah. the 20th century. This is controversial. That was last century, too, by the way. <laughs> I'm pointing out the 20th century was last century. Yeah, like when when is Saudi Arabia? Like what like I'm I'm asking like kind of genuine, like what century is Saudi Arabia stuck in? I don't know. Because it's not the 18th. I I genuinely like, yeah. We're talking hundreds of years back. Yeah. But like, I mean, you look at some of these countries though, like Iran. Before the Ayatollah. Oh, it was a regular. It's like, a, like just a regular. Women wore yeah. pants and went to college. Yeah. And like, like new stuff yeah. about things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like didn't have to hide it. Exactly. It's a yeah. totally different place. There's a really good book called Reading Lolita in Tehran, which is about a university professor, an, a, a professor of English literature, um, university professor in Tehran during the time of that transition. And it it's incredibly distressing both how quick and how total that transition was from being like a regular academic, well-respected person. It's like, it's some handmaid's tale shit. Is it really? It really yeah. feels similar. Well, I know that when the Ayatollah came in, it was, you know, night and day from what was happening there. But, yeah. You know, and, and like people were sympathetic, but like unable to, uh, you know, voice their sympathetic concern out of fear that, you know, this religious majority would persecute them as well. And like, just all of a sudden their whole life just fell away from them. Just boop, like out of nowhere. And then it's been like that for half yeah, a fucking century. Half now. a century now. Yeah. You know what I love about this story? I want to get back to the story. You know what I love about this story is that she goes there. She's, you know, there's a chance because we, I did read from that same article that we talked about this, this young lady I read from that same article, a woman who did the exact same thing, who was dragged back to Saudi Arabia yeah. in, you know, zip ties right. and is, you know, living her life on a farm now, <laughs> you know, like, like the way they put it, it's just like, no, we had to give her to a farm so she could run forever <laughs> and ever, you know? So that's, but, but yeah. there's like, there's a real possibility when she leaves that she could go back to Saudi Arabia and be stuck in, you know, a, a worse position, a way worse position than she left. But she had to try to try to get away. And Canada comes in. Yeah. She wanted, she applied for, I think, in Australia, but she got Canadian Can yeah. refugee status. I mean, kind of want to sing like the Canadian national anthem. But all I know is, oh, Canada. That's all I know. So is there more than I that? don't know. Oh, Canada. There's something Canada's Maple syrup, Northern Lights, Canada. We'll probably have a moose somewhere <laughs> in the song. Oh, Canada! <laughs> dun, <Nailed> dun. <laughs> <laughs> so we know that song. I think we know that song. I felt a great stir with that one. I think it's mostly gas. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should play that at the next ice hockey game. <laughs> Our <laughs> <They play. laughs> Wakefield is not just any researcher. His 1998 study on autism and childhood vaccines literally changed the way many parents think about vaccines. The study was based on just 12 children. That's right, 12 children 
But many parents desperate for answers around the world embraced Wakefield's claim that he'd found a link between autism and the vaccine for measles, mumps, and rubella. All right, so stories from the Daily Cost. Uh, Anti-vax movement makes 2019 list of top global health threats. Um, but that's not the whole story. That's according to the WHO, by the way. So the World Health Organization, um, they're calling it vaccine hesitancy, but it's it's the anti-vax movement. It's the anti-vax right, movement. Right. And, you know, one of the items noted in this article is that measles are on the rise uh, globally. 30%, 30%. 30 fucking percent for something that, like, I've never seen. You ever seen the measles? I had the measles. You had the measles? Well, you must have seen it. Yeah, when I was a I kid. I had the chicken pox. I never had the measles. I had the measles when I was a kid. You didn't get the MMR when you were a kid? Uh, I was poor, and so we didn't get it. You didn't get the we inoculation. Didn't, yeah. We didn't okay. know. I didn't. I don't. I, like, my parents never took me to the doctor when I was a kid because right. we just okay. couldn't afford it. Right. So, gotcha. so my inoculations, I think at that point had run, like, I maybe I didn't get inoculated with that particular thing when I was uh -huh. a very young boy. Right. And then when I, you know, once my parents, once my dad lost his job, we just never went to anywhere to right. do of anything. Course, so yeah. I didn't have any money. And so I got him when I was 14 or 15. Gotcha. And uh, it was... Is that when you got the autisms? It was so unpleasant. <laughs> it was so unpleasant. I was on the road, actually, at the time. My father was an overroad truck driver. Okay. And uh, he, had, at, he, he had come, it was summer, mm -hmm. and he said, hey, why don't you meet me and I'll take you on my next road trip with me. And it was a big deal to ride with dad yeah, on his road trips, yeah. right? And you're in a semi. I fucking loved the semi. When I was a kid, I thought it was amazing. And I was like 14. I, I actually kind of think it would be amazing. Now, I've never been right. in a semi. I loved it. I loved I, it. But, but my, it's fucking money. My dad had a, had a bunk. And it's, you know, it's like a twin bed that we, uh -huh. we both slept in for, yeah. the, for the trip. And it was only like a three-day trip. We were going to um, Missouri and then to a couple other places stopping in like Galesburg, Illinois or something, or I don't even know if that is Illinois, whatever, Galesburg, whatever that is. Okay. And then on the way home, we'd come back. So it was like a little, my dad didn't drive like, my dad wasn't like over the road to go to California. He was just Midwest. Right. Okay, so sure. Right. It was like a three day trip. We leave. And then on the road, I got sick. Ugh. We called my mom, you know, we're talking to her. And then the very next day I was sick and I was in the bunk uh, sick for, you know, the rest of the time because I had a fever and I was just sick. And my dad was like, well, like, you know, you can't drive you home. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. You're stuck. And so I just worked. Yeah. And so I just had the measles on the trip for that two days and then came home and was sick for another three or four. Like I got the measles, but I'm like the only person I know that's ever gotten them. Yeah. I'm the only person I know out of like anyone I've ever talked to that's gotten, that's gotten the measles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never known anybody that's gotten the measles, yeah. right? It's on the rise. It's, it's, yeah. it, and, this, we know each other. Yeah. We know each other. But I don't know anybody that's gotten the measles. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't know you when you had them. Oh, so I, I see what you... Oh, okay. So that I'm doesn't, doesn't matter. Story doesn't it matter doesn't matter to me. Matter to me. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. What what I consider... Also, that, I lied and made it all up. What, <laughs> since, as far as I'm concerned, you came into being when I met you. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, Why just, would you have mattered before... Just snapped out of... I get it. That, I get it. Sure. Yeah. Very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, it's a thing yeah. that you don't, nobody has to do. And you know, yeah. the thing is, is like, like for me, the measles weren't, weren't unbelievable, but people can go blind. Like you can oh, yeah. get, make a sterile. You can too. get, yeah. yeah, you can get fucked up from it pretty badly. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just a throwaway thing. I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, you know, it's, it's a horror mm -hmm. that we're talking about, you know, anti-vax, something completely preventable, right? Yeah. This is completely preventable. Mm -hmm. Vaccine 
um, injury through vaccine is very, very minimal. It's one of those. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to dismiss it and say there isn't injury through vaccine, but it's one of those things that's like you take way more risks. Not being vaccinated. Riding in a car every yeah. day. You know, we take way more risks with these things. And I mean, riding in a car is huge. You could probably take more risk riding in an airplane than yeah. vaccine. I'm sure we take more injury. risk when you order takeout. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, we, right. Order, we order a takeout. We got takeout. I'm sure that was a riskier decision yeah. than getting your inoculation. Getting, exactly. Yeah. But what this boils down to, I looked at this list earlier, and we'll go through this list to talk about each one of these items. But what this, this list boils down to, <laughs> this 10 global threats to global health, it, it boils down to... Oh, I feel like I want to guess. But go on. The two major factors are, it's completely preventable by science, but we're either too greedy to do it, or I'm real sorry you're poor. Those are the two major factors. Now, yeah. there's a couple in here that sk- slip through that aren't that, but most of them are, whoopsie doodle, you're too poor, or whoopsie doodle, we're too greedy. <laughs> I was going to guess anti-intellectualism and poverty. Those those two things. That's uh, it. Those are going to be my guesses. That's it. So, That's okay. it. That's exactly yeah. it. So we'll start at the top. Air pollution and climate change, completely preventable. You know, we, we know how to, I mean, we know how to really reduce this, but we decided we're way too fucking greedy. We don't want to do that. <laughs> and I mean, let's be honest. Climate change is going to be affecting the most, the poorest among us. They're going to be the ones that are going to hit with this. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. once the water shortages start, it's not going to be the, the poor people that are going to be like, man, so glad I have all this clean water. <laughs> yeah. Invest in lake futures. Yeah, now. exactly. Like, right. <laughs> Non-communicable diseases. Um, now, the five major risk factors here, tobacco. Physical activity, harmful use of alcohol, unhealthy diets, and air pollution. I would say four or five of those things affect the poor more than they do the, the rich. Yes, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they, I don't know if I would say uh, <clears throat> physical inactivity. I would think that, you know, like if you're poor, you're probably a lot more physically active. But those are the four out of five. That's you're poor. Yeah. Also, all of those completely preventable by just, you know, by just through you know, you following science, right? Don't yep. fucking smoke. Smoking's bad for you. It's always been bad for you. They lied to us when they said <laughs> you could, you know, get super smart and shit kids out faster or whatever they said <laughs> back in the day. Like, give your fetus a cigarette. <laughs> You've got asthma. Try these lucky strikes. It's so true, yeah, man. For real. It's so yeah. true. Like, oh God. Yeah. Try these radium laced <laughs> lucky strikes. Yeah. You know, I, I also want to address like, Many of those items are associated with poverty because the lifestyles that are associated, like the lifestyle changes that you have to make in order to be physically active every day in a in an exercise related way can be cost prohibitive. You got to sure. set aside time. No, maybe absolutely. Get gym yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. You know, like unhealthy diets, same thing. People live in food deserts. People have you're eating Twinkies instead of yeah, you know Newton's celery or right, whatever. Calorie dense rather than nutrient dense exactly. foods. Yeah, you know. Um, and air pollution, like, ah, oh, I live next to the fucking poop factory or whatever. Yeah. Like that sucks for I'm me. I'm a poop smith. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like those are, those are huge, you know, and the same thing is true of, of tobacco and alcohol, the use and overuse of those items are, you know, when you look at the populations primarily affected, those are populations of, you know, those, those are, um, habits that are traditionally associated and, and statistically associated with poverty. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Huge. Global influenza pandemic. This again comes back down to, um, I know partial part of this has to do with, uh, yeah. uh, vaccines, right? So part of this has to do with vaccines and anti-vaccines because, yeah. you know, 
they, there's been, I don't know how many people, I don't know how many people you run into, but I run into a lot of people that are like, yeah, I just don't get the flu vaccine. I, so many people say the same shit. Like, well, last time I got the flu vaccine, I got the flu. Like, no, you probably got a cold. Yeah. Coincidentally timed near or around when you got a shot. You don't even know what the flu is. You don't know what the flu is. You don't, most people don't know yeah. what the fuck. I got a stomach bug. It's the flu. It's not the flu. It's not That's the not flu. the flu. Yeah. You're an actual yeah. idiot. Yeah. You don't know what the flu is. Stop using that word. Yeah. Excise it from your fucking yeah. stomach, vocabulary. Stomach flu is not the flu. No. It's it's food, food poisoning. poisoning. Yeah, but we just don't say it's food right. poisoning. Yeah. I, Why do we not say it's food poisoning? Because people don't want to like be suspect over their own food preparation, I think. Yeah. They don't want to like blame it on a restaurant like you can also get like a virus that upsets your stomach that's entirely yeah absolutely you know like there are there are reasons you get a stomach upset but fucking influenza is not typically one of them fragile and vulnerable settings liberals that means (laughs) you're poor that's what that means oh i thought it was snowflakes yeah yeah they're vulnerable they're so vulnerable (laughs) but yeah but it's basically people who live in areas that have a challenges such as drought famine conflict, population displacement, and they just don't have weak health services there. Also, we have weak health services in the United States if you're poor too. It just turns out those are also fragile and vulnerable settings. Yeah, there are fragile and vulnerable settings in the States. But again, both of those completely preventable, stopped because people are greedy and because, you know, you're real poor. And look at that number, like 22% of the global population live in places where protracted crises we, and weak health services leave them without access to basic, basic care. care. One out of basic four. care. One out of four. Right. One out of four people. Fuck. Antimicrobial resistance is another one, and this is this is a lot of this is brought on from animals because we give uh, in food. This is in food production. We use antibiotics, right? And so that's where you know, like that's where a big problem. That's where we run into. But then there's also humans who overuse antibiotics. And so again, completely preventable. We can we can prevent this by changing. Now, when it comes to when it comes to meat production, I don't know if you can, right? I don't know if you can prevent that. I think what the way to prevent that is we all have to s- stop eating as much meat right. because meat is bad for not only the environment, but it's also bad for it's also bad in the sense that, you know, antimicrobial resistance is really bad for us as a species. Right. And so both of those things should be weighing on our conscience when we eat something that is, you know. That is a meat, but you know, many of us just don't think about that. And it's this, hopefully this is a reminder that, you know, yeah, you should probably curb your meat consumption because both of those things are really horrible. This one, this is just bad luck of the dice here. This Ebola and high and other high threat pathogens, high threat pathogens are just, they're just fucking butch and in charge. (laughs) They're just going to own your face. Um, now, they are spread because of poverty, right? They are spread because people don't understand and they don't know. And, I was going to say, you know, yeah. Ebola is one of those yeah. things that's spread in large part because of uh, conditions and education and, levels. that yeah, are and culture. Yeah, right. And, because somebody dies, they got fucking Ebola and they've got a, a cultural tradition of, you know, kissing the dead or interacting yeah. with the dead. And it's like, oh, that's that's. That's awesome. a That's good spread. way to die. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ebola is not fucking airborne. It's no. like somebody coughed in the room no. and coughed Ebola at you. Yeah. Uh, weak primary health care, also known as the United States. USA. So USA. That again, you know, sorry, you're poor. Vaccine hesitancy. We finally reach it here. Vaccine hesitancy. Clear science shows vaccines are uh, very safe and that they prevent Tons of they prevent illness and uh, and injury, and we don't pay attention to it because we think I don't even know. 
Uh, dengue. Wow. Is one of the, this is, I guess, overtaking malaria because it's mosquito born, right? Mm. But dengue is uh, killing people. Up to 20% of those with, uh, with severe dengue, uh, it can kill. So Holy shit, 390 million infections a year, 40% of the world at risk of dengue fever. Yeah. Wow. And HIV, uh, this, is, uh, this is clearly one of these. Is, this, is, this is both of them, right? Sorry you're poor yeah. and bad science. Yep. Because the Catholic Church has been running around, running amok in Africa saying, rubbers, what you need those for? Oh, just rinse and reuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All you got to do is wash your pee-pee off. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this is HIV is one of those things that you just, like it's, it's appalling that well, we- that we let that go on and on and on. And it's, and it's one of those things like you said, the, the difference in outcome and transmission between people with means and people without yeah. means is, is yeah. night and day. Yeah. If, if you have means you're the antiretrovirals are so effective. They're yep. so effective. Yep. Oh, but you're never going to get those. Right. If, if you don't have, the if means. you don't have means that's so like, this is a, this is a disease that has become a disease of poverty. That's exactly it. And it's, it's what's crazy to me is that we're talking about, you're talking about 10 things that are, you know, what they consider to be the worst things that we're contending with. Yeah. And they, almost all of them are deeply entrenched in anti-science or poverty. How fucking terrifying is that? Well, but it's like, it's, I feel like it's like so many other things where it's like the solutions to so many of these problems are intractable only because of our reluctance to engage with them honestly. You know, like when we think about like politics, like you can come up with a handful of solutions that'll fix most problems in, 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 in you know, in a day, but no one's going to do them. Like, let's get, let's get money out of politics. That's going to make a huge difference. You could, you could really, you could really fix a lot of shit, except for that. We can't fix it. We can't do it. We just can't where these are intractable issues. I have no, illusion that that list from the WHO is not substantive or that it will change or that we'll look at it and be like, Oh, well, we could just fix that. Let's fix it. We, we know how to fix this. We've known how to fix so much of this. We just have a group of people in charge that aren't affected by it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm not getting yeah, dengue and, fever, man. Yep. You know, Tom is not getting dengue fever. I'm not getting like, I'm, I'm fine. I, you know, I got mine. I'm fine. I'm a fucking upper middle class heterosexual white male. I got mine yeah. all day. Yeah. And I'm the kind of guy who makes all the rules. Right. Right. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. Stories from The Intercept. Trump administration grants South Carolina foster care agencies authority to discriminate against Jewish and Muslim families and discriminate against anyone they fucking want, right? That's a little bit of a misleading headline because it's not broad enough. Right. What, what, What we can really do now in South Carolina is discriminate, period. If you don't want to, if, if a, a foster agency does not want to place a child in a home for any religious reason whatsoever, be they atheist, be they Jewish, be they Hindu, be they Sikh, be they whatever, right. if they're, if they have any desire to say, nah, fuck that kid. Cause that's really what you're saying. Yeah. You're saying it's bad. It's, it, right. You don't care about the kids. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Right. Then, then that's now 
Perfectly fine. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Stephen Wagner, Principal Deputy Se- Assistant Secretary at the Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families, signed a waiver giving special permission to a federally funded Protestant foster care agency in South Carolina to break federal and state law using strict religious requirements to deny Jewish, Muslim, Catholic parents from fostering children within its network. Well, the reason why the reason why they're doing this, and this is the Protestants, right? They're calling this bill "Make the Playing Field Even." Evangelical is what they're calling it. That's actually really funny. That's really good because it's evangelical, true, right? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. If you're not yeah. Protestant, yeah, you don't get to play. Yeah. They're talking about. They're talking about. Uh, you, you can't give it to a Catholic. You know? Are you telling me? You know? Here you are. You're this religious person, right? I'm not even fucking religious, right? Yeah. And I think. You know where that kid belongs? In a Jewish, Muslim, or a Catholic fucking family before they belong in a home. Before they belong in the place where they're coming from or the place that they're in transition from. Right? I, mean, I don't care what they believe. I don't either. I don't give a fuck. This, this can't be something. This is a political movement to pacify religious people. Because anybody who looks at kids, like anybody who's willing to take in a kid. Anybody. I don't care if they are fucking homeless they're going to put a fucking cardboard sign on them and I turn do. them out to beg for food. I do. Anybody who wants to take care of a kid. Have you met a kid? I'm rolling backward Have that. you met a kid? That's Tom they're Nazi all they shit where they're not supposed to shit. <laughs> they can't take it's care of themselves. Thing. Anybody. If you send email. Anybody send at all. It directly if to you Tom. Have a, if, a, if you have a dog in your yeah, house yeah. that wants to adopt a kid, so, fine. It's, give it to him. It's Tom at dissonancepod.com. I'm just saying that anybody who says yes, that thing that shits in its own pants, I'll take care of it. <laughs> we shouldn't ask more questions. Absolutely. The answer is yes. Don't even hear how many. The answer should be how many do you want? I have a different I question. I got a bucket of kids. I, <laughs> stop having kids. That's number one. I have a question though. And this is, this is yeah. serious. Where okay. the fuck are the Satanists at? Because what I want yeah. is I want the Satanists to come in and say, we're starting an organization that fosters kids and we're going to be the Satanists are going to be given away. That's what I want. It would right? be amazing yeah. if they did that and then every kid that they hand over, they dress up in a little devil outfit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Call them little <laughs> fallen angels. Just like, here's your little fallen angel. Oh, you get your own little children of the beast. Here you go. All these kids uh, uh, are named Lucifer. Yeah. Even the girls. Yeah, it's so fine. They all Whatever. come. You know. They all come. And right before you get them, they stamp their hand with 666. <laughs> Or a barcode on the back of the neck or whatever, yeah. <laughs> These children come pre-stamped uh, at the Mark of the Beast. Oh, God. Uh, they're microchipped. How and- <laughs> amazing. But seriously, though, like what, what the Satanists need to do is get into this business because that would, you know, we talk a lot about how, you know, the Satanists have changed people's minds about books in school, religious books monuments. in school, monuments, Ten Commandments places. They've changed people's yeah. mind yeah. by basically saying, Sure, we'll put up a Baphomet statue. <laughs> it's got giant fucking horns right. and looks all baller. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. We're going to put that fucker up there. Well, what about if they started their own organization? I'll, you bet your ass. Every single politician in any shit, like clench your ass state I know, would right? be fucking immediately trying to stop religious uh, religious part uh, partaking in that part of society it's it, like, or they'd be fucking making laws against a religion right yes what is the what is the rationale here that like it's not it's not like you could say well the parents wanted the kid raised baptist like the parents didn't want the kid and the kid the fucking they don't turn him up for tricks or whatever right. like yeah. what the fuck that's why tricks are for kids yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Silly wabbit. <laughs> Kid tested. Uh, foster mother foster approved. Mother. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. So no, yeah, but like I just I just feel like, you know, this is this is another example of what we go through all the time when it comes to religion. They get away with it and they're able to walk all over other I mean, right now they're walking, it doesn't list atheist in here. Right. No, There's, right. it doesn't say that they can stop them from giving to an atheist, but it definitely lists three other religions, three yeah. really popular ones. Well, it's South Carolina. Like there, there are yeah. no, this is it. Right. right? First of all, there's, there's nobody lives there. Yeah. Nobody right. lives in South Carolina. Your dad could be a banjo. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> My dad is this jug band. Oh, he's part of the jug band. No, he's the literal jug he's band. That, he's the jug. <laughs> he's the front one. My uh, my dad has washboard. He's no, he's this washboard. He's washboard. <laughs> yeah, he's just washboard. <laughs> my mom plays the mouth organ. <laughs> hey, no. hey, what? Hey, whoa. Uh, and and I, I also am an amateur paleontologist, so I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at the Earth's temperature over a very long time. And I'm, I'm, I'm a lot harder to convince than just looking at a computer model. All right, so this story's from the Raw Story White House patronizes freshman AOC to Fox News and tells her to leave climate change up to God. Um, so this is. You know, I, I got to say, this is in reference to uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which I may have mispronounced. Forgive me if I have. Um, often abbreviated as AOC. Um, the right has no idea. They have no answer for this woman. And and I love it because she just she just is like rickrolling them constantly. Yeah. And it's a goddamn delight because she's funny. Yeah. And she's clever. And she's kind of hip. And like, they are none of those things at all, ever, mm -hmm. even accidentally sometimes. And she is just absolutely, she never like says like, that's not true. Or that was a meanie thing. Like she just fucking mocks and ridicules and is sharper and faster. And it is my very favorite thing. I don't know at this point how much I care about her policies or her positions. I just love how they can't contend with her. Right. It is a goddamn delight to watch them just like, well, did you see her dancing? And she's like, here's me dancing again. If you like it, dancing right outside the office that I have yeah. as a congresswoman. Unza, 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 yeah. unza. I, I love it. Amazing. I love it. What I, okay. So she's a woman from a heavily Democratic district, right? She beat right. a Democratic incumbent, an mm -hmm. old Democratic incumbent, right. to win to get the primary so that she could run. And there was no way anybody, no Republican was going right. to touch her. The moment she won that primary, she won the race, basically. Yes. Mm -hmm. because, and they're never going to elect a, a, a person there that's that's not going to be a Democrat. A Democrat yeah. And the more outrageous and progressive she is, the better it is for her in her own district, mm -hmm. right? So she can be, she's like, she's like the magician's hand that isn't doing the trick she's doing all this distraction stuff and she's calling down the hate yeah. come get me hate 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 everybody hates her everybody hates her all the right hates her they hate her they hate her but i don't care how much they hate her that just emboldens her to the people that she's actually trying to get votes from so for her she's blowing party favors yeah. when they hate her yeah she loves it yeah. she's like She's just tanking it. She's just like, go ahead, hit me with everything you got. I don't care. Not only am I smarter than you, I'm I'm fucking, I'm going to be funnier than you. Right. I'm going to win more followers because of it. You know, I would not be surprised if she keeps at this pace that in, you know, a couple of terms, she could be 
planning to go for the presidency because she's got enough clout building through all this. And, you know, like, I'm not saying that that's a good or a bad thing because, like you, I don't know a lot about her policies. But I will say, like, you know, she's starting, she's she's definitely starting off on the right foot when it comes to this stuff. When all these things kind of make her delightfully invincible. Yeah. And I and I love it. You know, she's one of the things that she floated out there was a a, a massive tax. Yeah, the new green, marginal, the green New Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Which which would tax uh the ultra wealthy at a rate of about 70%, which is not unheard of. Like yeah. around World War II, that was a pretty common tax rate. I'm I'm amazed by how many people that are not ultra wealthy are like up in arms at that idea. I'm blown away by it too. I I don't understand how you can have a party who is so incredibly selfish when it comes to making sure to be uh, protectionist around their own issues. Fuck the rest of the world. Fuck you know the the air and the water and the land and you know protecting other people and giving them healthcare and all this. But I. But by God, I'm not rich, but I want to make sure my rich people stay rich. I, like, if I'm going to fuck somebody over, fucking over a rich guy who, when it's all said and done, is still rich, I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I sleep very well at night. If, if Warren Buffett was like, you took a lot of my money, but I still have so very, very much. Yeah. Like, these people are still going to afford a latte. Like, why do we feel bad here? It's not even that. What, you know, the thing is, is they're talking about an income tax, right? right. So that's number one, right? right? Yes. A lot of these people don't make a lot of income in that sense. It's capital right? gains. It's, it's right? all capital yeah. gains. We're talking about an income tax when it comes to, first off, it's it's a regular rate, just like a lot of other people pay up to $10 million. It's the 10 millionth and $1 that gets taxed at 70%. So we're talking about, you know, Think about what your life is like if you bring home $10 million. I don't even care if it's yeah. taxed, right? Let's say right. it's taxed at like 30%, right? So you're walking in, in the door with $7 million. That's your money. You get $7 million. Just in this 12-month period. Just in 12 months. Now, we're not talking about, about like that's assets. your total wealth. That's not your right. net worth. Right. That's $7 million I made this year. Now, you've already made a lot of money. Yeah. Because you now are up to an income of $7 million a year. So chances are your entire house is paid for, your second home, your third home, your fourth home, your fifth home, your sixth home, and the one overseas is paid for, along with your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, 1500th car is 100% paid off. These people don't have car notes. They don't have house notes. They don't have any of that stuff. They have $7 million (laughs) in liquid cash they can fuck on. That's what they have. (laughs) Seven million dollars is an ex- you can live an extravagant lifestyle on seven million dollars. Yeah. That's you know, your yearly. Income. I mean, you were talking about yearly income, like you could, like you know, when you're talking about just even homes in Chicago, like nice, nice, wealthy, big, wealthy homes. You know, when people buy a home, when you or I buy a home, mm-hmm. we look at how much money we make in a year, and then we 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 guess how much home we can afford right. based on based our on mortgage, our mortgage payments. payments right. right. When you're that wealthy. You just walk into a penthouse and you say, I'll take it. Right. And then you get your giant comical fucking <laughs> giant check out p- publisher's clearinghouse check that you write on. Because I, I would not write anything except for giant novelty checks. Everything would be paid for novelty checks if I was that rich. But you write one million dollars, sir. Is that and what you, you hand it over. Oh, God, I would never I would, do anything. I would send armored cars yeah. full of coins. Oh, you know, I take that back. I would either be novelty checks uh-huh. 
Or I would say, can I pay that in coinage? And then I would t-shirt gun it at whoever I did. <laughs> like t-shirt gun, air cannon oh, it out, air cannon coins out at people. Ah! Oh, that'd be amazing. Or just like literal money bag, like big oh. bags with the money symbol on oh, it. Oh God, who wouldn't want to do that? I brought you your money and just oh, like hand them Jesus. the satchel of money. I would hire like an entire service to go out and deliver that money, for oh. me, like a big bag of money. And they'd have to walk like it was Popeye, like where they walk in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be amazing. But you know, these are people that are that are ultra wealthy. Yeah. And I don't understand. I literally don't understand why. Okay. I, I don't understand why. Because when you count those people in our in our in our system, they shouldn't have as much say as they do. They should, but they 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 spend a lot of money to make sure that they can keep even more money. I, I know in our poor protect our rich. Yeah. And a lot of these people make make uh foundations to give away their 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 funds. I watched right. a video this week where this guy said. Well, I just don't trust the government to do it. I put in well, m- way more than 70% of my income into my foundation. And and uh, one thing that that ignores is that those people make money off those foundations. Those are tax shelters sure, and things yeah. like that. And so they make a lot of money off of that. So that when they say, oh, I put in a bunch of money. Yeah, you did. But you're also using it as a tax shelter. And, you know, that's that's, you know, that, that, you're not telling the whole story when you say that. One of the things that was said in this interview was the guy who's arguing, he's saying, yeah, I, I did this. I, I, you know, I have all 70%. And he says out loud, name a country where that's, that's ever worked. And one of the guys in the panel is like the United States. Like it yeah, happened it, here yeah. for a long time yeah. until we changed our mind about it. When Reagan changed his mind about it, right? Yeah. It happened. We had it for a long time. Long we time. had that, that tax rate was absolutely and then now look there's it's almost like it's never happened yeah. it's almost like they you know they 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 concreted over that part of history and we just don't have it anymore it's like no that that absolutely happened that happened yeah. and the a majority of the country look at all the infrastructure problems we didn't have back then yeah. because we had enough money well, we to didn't pay have wage for that stagnation stuff. At right that point. like we didn't have we all of many of the, the the modern economic problems that plague the American middle class and and underclass, you know, really began at about that same point when wage stagnation took hold and America basically stopped growing. You know, but prior prior to that massive tax kerfuffle or rebalancing or fucking inverted triangle or however you want to call it, like prior to that. There was like, you know, our, our quality, our standard of living continued to increase year after year. And it yeah. has gone down. It's going down. We are not wealthier. Yeah. The wealthy are wealthier, but on the whole, we're much poorer than we've ever been. Yeah. And like, this is awesome. Cause like AOC, just to get back to the story, um, you know, AOC, she's known for her green new deal. Um, Hannity and, and, and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, were basically like, Hey, we're not going to listen to her on anything particularly about climate change, because we're going to leave that in the hands of a much, much higher authority, not a freshman congresswoman on when the world may end. It's like, all right, all right, cool, cool. We're, we're just going to just wait for God to whisper to us about like what, instituting a carbon tax? That's the plan? Well, that's, these people that's the don't, fucking plan? Well, these people don't think that God can, God would do anything to, to harm the earth. He wouldn't let us do anything to harm the earth. He's just going to always protect it. Well, how do they, how do they reconcile that with the harms you can see now? I don't know. I don't you know, know like, how, how they do it. How do you look at like coral bleaching? Yeah. I don't know. And say like, that's happening. So how's that working? I don't know how they do it. And they do it. Uh, they do it all the time. Yeah. They constantly are walking around in a state where they're just, their, their head is up their own ass because there's plenty of, I mean, there's, de- there's demonstrable 
indicators that the climate is changing drastically, demonstrable indicators. We're talking, um, before we started recording, we're talking about climate change, uh, the president fucking up the climate change tweet where he says, oh, I wish we had some of that good old-fashioned global warming here because it's cold in the United States. And then at the same time in Australia, there's horses dying, wild horses and bats dying and falling out of trees because it's so fucking hot that they can't live down there anymore. They aren't, they can't adapt to it. They don't have air conditioning. They can't adapt. They're not going to adapt to it. And the more we heat the planet up, the more coral bleaching there is, there's more plankton die off. You know, this, that sort of stuff is, that's, that's going to have a real, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. And I, I just read something that is that the oceans are warming much faster, much faster than we, not just faster, much faster than we thought. Yeah. I, oh, they, do they just not believe that the thing, some, but like, I kind of understand the idea of being able to say, I don't believe that study, but like, you can just go look at the coral. Yeah. You know, you just go look at it. When you swam the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. At least so much of it, at least the part I saw, yeah. so much of it was bleached. Yeah. You could just see it. It's not like, as a kid, I always imagined the reefs as being these bright, vibrant places full of color. And you look at it and it's like, ah, there's nothing. There's very little that I swam. Yeah. That wasn't just white. Yeah. There was a lot of white. There was uh, there was some that there was a lot, a lot alive where I was, but it wasn't very vibrant. It probably is starting to go through that process. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing. I went to Iceland recently and I walked on a glacier, right? I climbed up on top of a glacier. And when I was climbing up on top of the glacier, the guy who was the guide has been there for several years. And he was saying a couple of years ago, less when I first started, the glacier was up to that cliff and he's pointing up and it's, it's got time. It's a, it's 200 feet in the air. Oh my God. And he's like, it was up there. And it was, He's like, do you see where that island is? And it, the, the island, Tom, is a half a mile out. And he's like, and the glacier went all the way out to that, that island. He's like, now it doesn't go out there anymore. He's like, now it's a, a tiny little slope to get up here 200 feet lower than we were before yeah. because the glaciers are melting at a fantastic rate. You know, like I said before, when I watched that Chasing Ice movie, you don't even have to fucking have the sound on. You could turn the sound off on that movie and watch that movie. And be like, where's my pistol? Because you, you don't need, you don't even need them to tell you anything. Yeah. All you need to do is use your eyes and watch that shit. Watch what happens. Watch the difference in 10 years of the glacier. Watch 10 years worth of difference. And the only thing that's going to matter is massive policy changes. Oh, yeah. Matt, don't yeah. fool yourself into thinking you can recycle your way out of this. Yeah. No, it's g- massive policy changes. Massive, 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 systemic, huge global initiatives. And like... You got these fucking Hannity and, and Sanders like, well, I got to listen to the fucking magic man in the sky. Nothing's put your head in the fucking sand. Nothing bad is happening. Well, Ad, Atborough, was it David Attenborough came yeah. out and he's been saying stuff for a while about this. And he just recently said, yeah, we just came back. We just finished an age. We just finished our last age. And now we're in the age of humans. He's like, we just finished it. He's like, I'm calling it. He's like, it's That's done. It. I'm calling David it. David Attenborough. Out. He's like, yeah. It's like, I dropped my mic. It's also on fire before it hits the ground because of global warming. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, like, you know, there's plenty of scientists out there. There's plenty of people out there that are saying this. And, and if you're going to stick your head in your own, your old 2000 year old book and be like, well, God didn't say it happened in here. Well, then I guess maybe we deserve it. I guess maybe we deserve it because <laughs> you're the one we said was in charge. I, I am seriously, I hope my kids don't have kids. Yeah. 
I like I genuinely we're at I a mean, point now. We're at a point I mean now. That yeah. With, from the very bottom of my yeah, heart. I at, hope my kids don't have kids. Yeah. We're at a point now where that's probably a bad idea. Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. This is from CBS News. New York passes law allowing abortions at any time if mother's health is at risk. So I know this is a, this has kind of gotten a, a little bit of controversy around it. Um, it. This is a law which was uh, placed on the books in California, in New York rather, in part to make sure that if Roe versus Wade is overturned, that New York's abortion laws will continue to be upheld, that they will still have options in New York. Um, the court ruling includes provisions for um, uh, late-term abortions if the mother's health is at risk. And it's it's funny because, like, at a federal level, late-term abortions have always been okay if the woman's health is at risk. And every state has its own laws. Yes, right. But this is a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of a 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 percentage of the of the total number of abortions. It's it's measured in the ones. Yeah. Not ones percents, but like numerically, like the that like late term abortion, it's this is not something which happens with any regularity. There's only a tiny handful of doctors at all in the whole country that perform late term abortions. Now you just zip over to Planned Parenthood and you're like eight and a half months pregnant, and you're like, I don't know, get it out of here. And they're like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And they pop it out of there sure. with a shoehorn. Yeah. So like... No, they use a drill. It, no, it's a dremel. Yeah. It's a dremel. Yeah, right. It's a hobby dremel. Yeah. It's a, but like, this is okay with the caveat that if a woman's health is at risk, like this is, there's nothing, there's nothing in my mind that's controversial about no. this, right? No. Like, yeah, like I'm going to die if I do this. Well, and don't, don't do it. Nobody can make me... Nobody can make me, you cannot pass any other law that says like, all right, well, Tom dies. Well, what I do, I didn't, you know, I mean, you fuck somebody. So yeah, now, so now you just, get you know, about a, year, about a little over yeah, a year, a little less yeah. than a year ago, you fuck somebody. So look, you had nine months to live it up. Yeah. So, I mean, Jesus. TikTok. Yeah. I mean, so now yeah. you get to die maybe like, oh, fuck that noise. You know, we're talking about a woman who's, who's going to die and the fetus isn't savable. Right. Because every single doctor out there, if you're at a late term, is going to say, well, let's see what we could do to get the, you know, save the fetus. Right. Then. Yeah. You don't have a fully healthy baby and it's like, well, why don't we do a C-section now in seven months? No, kill it. Is there any way you could just kill it? Just fucking just can you dash get, it against a can rock. You, like, can you get the salad shooter in here? I want to make sure that this thing's going to like nice and caught up on its <laughs> way out. You know, yeah. it's sliced thin. Right. Nobody's going to do that. Right. And it's not, and it's, it's funny because like the moral objections to this are objections to a thing, which is not happening. It's not happening. It is objections as if women were seven, eight months pregnant and are just like, change a heart, kill the baby. Nobody's doing that. They're posting their Facebook while time for that borscht. (laughs) No, no, but he's doing that. And it's not happening at all. And this does, like you said, this doesn't change anything. And I'm actually, you know, like I'm, I am for, you know, uh, I, I do think there's, there's something to be said about, you know, viability of a fetus. Like mm-hmm. I definitely think there's something know, to be said, you know, we've position. had these, con- mm-hmm. these conversations several times. I'm there. I think there's something to be said about it. Um, and I think I'm probably one of the more squeamish atheists out there, 
when it comes to abortion. And this doesn't even, I didn't even blink when I saw this, right. but the, the way in which they're spinning it is there's like, I saw somebody had posted to our Facebook page. It's a picture of a baby. And it said, this is my son at 15 minutes old in New York. He could have been killed 15 minutes earlier or something like that. Basically like, like you're, because they're, because the baby, yes. But you're like, no, because your kid wouldn't have survived because the mother wouldn't have survived. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's yes and no. Context free. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But no, like you have take into account all the factors that are required for that to happen. No, nobody is like, yeah, kid's fine. 50, he's 15 minutes away from being born. He's, you're fucking pushing and I changed my yeah. No, this is not happening. Yeah. It's not happening. And nobody is. Nobody is advocating for that to happen. This this whole thing is coming about because of other laws like Iowa's fetal heartbeat abortion law, which are all moving toward the through the court system to challenge Roe v. Wade. Right. And now that now that they the got Supreme, five, yeah, right. Now that the deck is stacked on yeah. the conservative side. Yeah. There are states which are like, fuck it, like let's get our laws in the books now. Let's let's make sure that we are secure locally, so that if federal protections are removed. We have our local laws in right. ship shape. So Iowa um, passed a fetal heartbeat law. Um, and that's pretty much what it sounds like. If, if there's a fetal heartbeat, it's six weeks. It's outlawed. Six weeks is outrageous. Right. Six and weeks is outrageous. It doesn't even make any sense. And it really, a heartbeat isn't a meaningful word, right? At six weeks, you don't have a fully functioning heart. You can detect the rhythm of the rudiment of heart motions because you have myocardial cells which are beginning to form and function. But is that a heartbeat? I don't know. Like, is it a heart yet it, even? That's that's what I'm that's yeah. what I'm driving at. Yeah. Like, you don't at six weeks have a brain and you don't at six weeks have a fully no. functioning heart. But if you pass it as, I heard a rhythmic whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And that's a heartbeat, yeah. Then this is a way to, and all of this is just a way to challenge Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Nobody in Iowa, not even fucking racist Steve King, nobody in Iowa thinks that this bill is going to do anything except for push this issue up into the Supreme Court. That's what all of these are for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's fucking, <clears throat> it's crazy to me because you know damn well that if they needed it, they'd use it. The Republicans, you know, yeah. these Republicans that are on this other side, if they, if they needed the abortion, they would use it. They yeah. would do it. They would, you know, of course they, they, would. they had an oopsie baby. They would be like, oh yeah, it's just, you just found out. Okay. Well, you know, maybe you'd pop the day after pill or you'd go in and, you know, get, get a procedure done, but you know, they'd use it, mm -hmm. but it's, you know that they do use, you, it. they do use it. Yeah. We, we have, yeah. we have plenty of evidence that shows that they do. Right. It's just that. They just want to shame other people, right? They, it's never their fault. It's never, you know, I'm a good person. I would never do this, you know, to hurt anybody. I just did it because I had an accident. But you didn't. You did it. You were hurt. irresponsible. You were bad. Yeah, I had circumstances. Yeah, exactly. You were It's a totally different thing. Yeah. And it's because they only look inward and they never look outward. They're never paying attention to other people and they don't have any empathy. I just don't get it. I just don't know how you walk through the world without any empathy like that. I think it's that actor observer bias. Yeah. Like that's 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 what's at play here. Yeah. It's like I don't think we should be punishing people. And this is punishment, right? I don't think we should be punishing people with children. 
Like the tool to punish yeah. people yeah. should not be, well, you have a baby now. That's Worse a, than prison. That's it's well, it's shitty for the kid. Yeah. You know, sure. like, oh yeah, you're the you're the punishment. What are we what am I being punished for? Irresponsibility, yeah. a perception, not even genuine irresponsibility, a perception by moralistic assholes of possible irresponsibility. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're not judged in our for irresponsibility in any other factor in our life. There's no there 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 is no like larger law or rule. I mean, we're talking about like breaking a law, of course, is not just irresponsible. Like if I'm irresponsible and I forget to take the garbage out, right? There's no 20, 30 year consequence to that. Yeah. Nobody's beating the shit. Right, 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 right. There, I can't think of any other action which can take so little time, be otherwise so genuinely inconsequential. And yet if the fucking stars align just so, I'm now, I now have this giant responsibility for irresponsibility is just sometimes people behave irresponsibly. Yeah. There's, there's 7 billion of us. Sometimes people just do something imperfectly, whatever it is. We do lots of imperfect things. And there are very few times where it's like, Oh, you did an imperfect thing. Have a baby. (laughs) Like, like somebody just hands you a baby because you forgot to do the dishes last night. Sure. That's crazy. You know, uh, I wonder too, they get this passed because of uh, fucking Brett Kavanaugh, right? Like they get all these bills start making their way there and they finally outlaw yeah. abortion, uh, overturn Roe v. Wade. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you know, when maybe, it happens, who yeah. knows? Um, I wonder if, you know, somebody leaves the country, one of these rich Republicans leaves the country to get an abortion then. And uh, I wonder if that's criminally prosecuted because yeah left i don't to, know that's left, interesting you know yeah. i wonder what happens and wonder i wonder if it is criminally prosecuted if they come back and then they blame it on affluenza <laughs> <laughs> is that on the who's list of no. global threats no, no because no. it doesn't have to do with crushing poverty <laughs> <time>. <laughs> so we want to thank our patrons of course we want to thank all our patrons but we want to thank our most recent patrons, Matthew, Matthew, <laughs> the couple of mats there. Double Matthew. David, Stephanie, Ann, Graham, and Spaguter Intruder. I like Spaguter that. I don't, Intruder. I don't know either, but you know, probably has something to do with sex. Thank you so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. You guys are the reason Glory Hole Studios exists. So thank you very much for your donations. So we got a message. Um, this message is from Shara. And Shara started listening to our show and is currently a ways back, uh, over 400 episodes back at this point, uh, 400 plus episodes. So I just wanted to put in, because they're not listening to the episodes, they will not listen to the new ones until they're caught up. So hopefully when you when you hear this, Shara, Trump is no longer president <laughs> and all is right with the world. You know what? Here's what I would like. Shara, when you hear this message, Send us another message. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know what year it is. This is like my, this is like a time it's capsule. It's like a time capsule. It's yeah. like you, who, who is the top? I want to know the top billboard artists. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. Presidents. You know, give me a this day in sort of a thing, uh, please. Thanks for listening. Oh, Sharon. Thank you. We got a message. We get this message all the time. This one's from Dan and Dan sent this in, but a lot of people send this in. We have seen it before. 
It's the Glory Hole song by Steel Panther. We've seen it a bunch uh, of times. A bunch of people sent it in. Um, so many times. So many times. <laughs> so many times. Because we're the Glory Hole guys, turns out. That's but, our uh, thing, We're man. the Glory Hole guys. Glory Hole Studio. <laughs> made a huge mistake calling it Glory Hole Studios. That's for certain. <sighs> Never get any good guests that way. <laughs> in any case. Yeah, you can't be like, hey, AOC, come on our Glory Hole program. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> a, little hard to, a little hard to do that. Anyway. Uh, we see in the glory hole song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a really interesting message from uh, JC. JC says, here's an effect of the shutdown. Uh, when people don't get paid, large parts of the, of the employees affected by the shutdown have security clearances. Security clearances are based in part on credit worthiness and financial stability. Late payments and defaulted debts affect that. So they could feasibly lose your job. Yep. And, you know, beyond that, like, you could lose your job, but the the argument, because the reason that security clearance is based on creditworthiness and financial stability is because if you are not financially stable, you are more likely to be compromised by foreign forces, right. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it, it destay, if that, if that is a reasonable thing to base security clearance on, and I think that it is, then we are less safe. Yeah. We're just objectively less yeah. safe. Yeah. Hmm. Shut down. Good time. So we got a message from Delaney. And uh, Delaney said, talking about what Tom was talking about a couple weeks ago, Tom was talking about how uh, we were watching a video and he said it reminded him of when he was in church and there would be like a poster in church (laughs) that would have like a lens flare and it looked like God was looking down from the clouds and whatever. And Delaney says, we do the same thing. My mom and I, they recognize that the sun rays through the clouds on those bulletins. And when they drive around, they have a running joke. joke they call out church bulletin whenever they see a cool sun cloud phenomenon. <laughs> church <laughs> bulletin. Like, that's great. Uh, super funny. We got a message. Um, this is from Nico. And Nico sent in a video that we had seen before. This is a monster energy drink lady who is pointing out all the different things on the box. I don't know if you remember this. Where I she's, do. She's amazing. She just goes into like pure Alex Jones, David Icke mode, where she's just talking about how this means this and this means and this. And if you turn this upside down oh. and balance it on your head in six ways. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so amazing. We're, we'll post it on this week's show notes. It's a, a nice refresher. Um, monster energy drink lady thinks that they're made by Satan. It's fucking amazing. We wanted to just shoot out a, a, a shout out to Skeptic Southerner who sent us a message. He said he found us, uh, he became, an, he found us recently, listened to every episode and uh, became an atheist just over two years ago and started watching and, and, and discovering podcasts and uh, really enjoy our show. And, and you know, gl- we're glad to have you, uh, you know, uh, in the middle of Tennessee, and being an atheist, we're sure you probably don't have a lot of outlets for that. I'm sure you don't have a car. You yeah. leave Tennessee. <laughs> you would just get Christ. in and just go. Do they not have Amtrak? Whatever there? you do, don't go south. Just go north from there. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. West if you go far enough too. Yeah, west far enough. North, 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 north or west, north and west. But nah, you 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 definitely want to go to you know north to Ohio. Eh. Keep going. Eh. Yeah, into Erie. Just drive straight into Lake Erie. (laughs) Better than Ohio, it turns out. So uh, that is going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, We are going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. 
It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.